Hello, podcast listeners. I just wanted to take a second to intro this clip. I think that there's someone working real hard for me to actually not publish it because it's been super difficult in a lot of ways. Uh, this is the first podcast where there were a lot of weird audio pickups. It was almost like bumps on the table, but uh, I don't know what it could have been from, honestly. So I edited them out, but I'm no editing ninja. So there's definitely going to be blips in there. I hope you can still pick up on a lot of the good stuff that my guest has to talk about. Uh, and additionally, he did swear a couple times. So I just wanted to be clear with that. I did bleep them out, but in case you are sensitive to that stuff, maybe you just skip this episode. However, he does have a lot of great stuff to say. So I do hope you take a minute and listen, or a few minutes and listen. And uh, Lucas actually is someone I met at a different event called the Moonlighters Club podcast meetup, I guess. Uh, one of my friend's ex-coworkers named Joel hosts this podcast called Moonlighters Club. And he has all these guests on that are trying to build their own side businesses, side gigs, side income. So basically they can escape their full-time job. Uh, it's stuff that they're passionate about and they're excited about starting. And it's a great little event just to meet up and network. And I happened to meet Lucas while I was there. Uh, and it, it plays on this uh, philosophy that I have about life or this concept, I guess, that I heard about once called the adjacent possible. And I could talk about this for a long time, but basically the concept is that when thing A happens, it allows thing B to happen, which happened almost next to thing A. Uh, I know that's not a really good explanation. If you want to hear a really more thorough thought process about it, you should listen to a podcast episode by James Altucher. I think if you Google it, you'd be able to find it. If not, um, you know, get in touch with me. But it's just a cool concept that like things wouldn't be possible because of something else that was possible. Uh, and so that is the case with Lucas. We just happened to bump into each other at this event and I'm very happy that I did because he has a really interesting, cool story. I mean, every guest does, but he came from a really dark place and uh, it's, it's a little unique way of losing weight, but everybody's story is different. And so here's just another different story I think you guys will definitely enjoy. So sit back, take a listen, and I will recap at the end. Enjoy. All right. Hello, podcast listeners. Uh, this is the When Losing Means Winning podcast, and I am here with my friend Lucas. Go ahead and say hi. How's it going, everybody? Uh, we met actually at a um, different event for a different podcast called Moonlighters Club podcast, and it was over at WeWork in like the center of Boston. And uh, he just happened to be walking by, and I stuck out my hand and said hi, and uh, I told him a little bit about what I was doing and why I was at that event, and uh, he was like, well, I got a story for you, and he brought out a picture of his license and showed me his license from when he was super overweight. Um, and so I'm really excited to hear his story because I just met this guy like a couple weeks ago. Um, and so it's going to be really fascinating to learn about his life because I've actually never heard any of it and I don't really know him very well. So that being said, uh, Lucas, will you just kind of give us a background of who you are right now and then take us back to the beginning of your journey? So right now I'm an um, avid software developer. Um, been on the job search for seven, eight months now after completing a bootcamp program through General Assembly. Hmm. Um, so 
And also on weekends and holidays, I work in sales and customer service at my gym. Um, ironically, given that uh, four or five years ago, um, I was very fat. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, so, that's yeah. interesting. Um, so and then going back to that time period. Um, Wait. So first of all, tell us uh, um, your height and uh, how much okay. you weigh now. Um, so I am five foot eleven. Okay. And my current weight is around one sixty seven. Awesome. And how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, great. Okay, now go ahead and start talking about that time okay. period. <laughs> All right. So um, the weight gain really started in like later high school. So my senior year, I really started putting on weight. And um, I don't really share this a lot, but a lot of it had to do with me dealing with some um, emotional stuff um, I had going on at the time. And I was put on, uh, I was seeing a doctor that just decided that the best way to solve these issues is to just put me on all these medications mm. and as if that will fix everything. Right. Um, sure enough, when I just got more and more medications on higher and higher doses, I really just started to just crave more food, just ate like awful food, just craved McDonald's, mm. literally fast food 24 seven. And that's when my weight really started spiraling out of control. Yeah, of course. Um, so, and then furthermore, um, it really just contributed to my self like my lack of self confidence, my depression, my low self esteem. So it was literally a vicious cycle that I was getting into as I was get gaining more and more weight. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially in high school where everyone's like super tough on everybody, right? Yeah, he's shaking his head over here. It's just like, yeah, I have painful memories about that too. So, um, and so you're in this downward spiral where it was like the lowest of the low. Um, I think going into college, um, I went to a small liberal arts school outside of Boston um, called LaSalle College. Mm -hmm. um, actually, they recently rebranded into LaSalle University. As if that's gonna really change anything, but that's another discussion for another time. So, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, at the time, I went to LaSalle College, and um, I was I was still in like my very like low self confidence. I had like no self confidence. Like I wasn't really that open. And I think a lot of people in college were put off of that. Like I met a few friends, but mm -hmm. just a, a majority of people like remember me as just like this like fat kid that liked heavy metal like I had a really big metal face in um like high school and like early college so uh, I was wearing like a lot of band t-shirts and just like a lot of dingy clothing like I had no fashion style and and people were just like really off-putting about it they were just like whoa what is this kid like who is this kid he's weird he's whack yeah and, <laughs> and on top of that I mean like it or not being overweight kind of brings that um, sense out as well because you're like you're just really big and intimidating I feel like a lot of times oh, yeah. and so people don't take a second to like get into you know actually getting to know you they just look at you for surface value so oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay so you're there and um, are you still on your medications at this point I'm, I'm actually not I'm on one medication which I'm trying to get off and that's not really no I meant like uh, when you're in college no it's okay uh, when you're in college were you still on your medications and uh, oh yeah I was. Okay. okay I thought, I thought you talking about no 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 sorry <laughs> let's keep talking about um okay. beforehand okay. yep yep um okay so you're trying to go through college not making a ton of friends all that um so keep going what what happens next um and at that point like going into college, well, actually, first off, my first year I commuted. 
But mm-hmm. even then, like, I started, like, when I, like, knew people from class, I kind of hung around with the, quote-unquote, the bad crowd. Like, the the crowd that would do a lot of drugs, that would, mm-hmm. like, smoke weed, like, mm-hmm. drink all day, like, not go to class and just, like, hook up with girls. Like, that kind of crowd. Because mm-hmm. I really want to escape from who I was. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the alcohol helped me with that. Like, smoking weed helped me with that. Sure. Um, and just, like, it was just all those substances were just a way for me to just escape that. Yeah. Uh, just feeling like, oh, I'm just this fat kid that nobody likes that people look down wow. upon. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Um, okay, so what started turning it around? Um, my junior year, I, I think I hit the lowest of low because one of my, a good friend of mine at the time um, who became my roommate, um, we were close and I felt that he understood me because he was he had a lot going on and um then we unfortunately it came to a point where we fell out um and there's just all this drama going on like i'm not really gonna get too much into it but, yeah yeah uh, all this to say like he he left campus like he was gone mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of junior year okay and i was it was kind of at a point where i just like i cared about him a lot because i related so much to him and i felt like he truly understood me Mm. But really, like, all that was in vain. Like, we just fell out mm. as if, like, none of that ever happened. None yeah. of that friendship ever happened. Yeah. So that was really a point where um, I just, like, really just, I was living on my own. I, I was in a double, but, of course, my ex-roommate and best friend was out. Mm. So I was alone. And it really gave me a sense of solitude. And... For some reason, just people started feeling more sympathetic towards me because, like, they they knew this kid and this kid was kind of a troublemaker. Mm. And he had, I guess, like, caused a lot of ruckus with some people. And then they had found out that I was his roommate. And then all of a sudden they are like, you know, trying to, like, invite me places or they're just, like, checking in, like, like, yo, like, what's good? They're trying to get to know me, and... Oh, wow. I guess it was, in a way, like, they were sympathetic to me, and I didn't really want that sympathy. Like, I didn't really know these kids, and I felt like these kids, like, like, always hated me, but are putting on, like, a fake persona. Wow. So I, I didn't... I was kind of distant from them. Like, I didn't really care. Okay. Um, but I did find, like, those people in my circle that, like, I continue to associate with that those I knew who truly cared about me. Sure. Sure. Um, what was your eating habits and activity like at this time? Was it still really oh. bad? <laughs> we had um, we had Sodexo as our caterer, mm, as our college yeah, caterer, sure. and it was just like the food tasted bad. Well, actually, it tasted good at first, but then it just makes it made me feel bad. Sure. Like, with any food, and I was recently talking to somebody. And she was doing a report about how they put additives in Sodexo food. Mm. And she was investigating this on her own to make college students crave that food. Interesting. Were your dining halls the same type where you just like go in and you can eat whatever you want? Or were you only a certain amount of food could you eat? Um, at that point, I had a really big appetite. So they had like a stir fry Asian fusion station. Of course. I, I feel like every college campus they had has that. Like a, um, <laughs> They had a, of course, I mean, pizza bar, every college sure, has sure. that. Salad, I didn't, I never went to a salad bar, by the way. And they had, <laughs> but it was all you could eat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. And I, I took advantage of that, and that further, like, throughout my first two, three years of college, that further contributed to my, um, obviously, my, my weight. Sure, sure. 
And so at your highest, remember what you weighed in at or did you even get on the scale? Because I know some people won't even get on the My scale. My highest was 242, 243. Okay, awesome, cool. Um, so you got to that probably maybe your junior year, your ex-roommate left you and then you started finding these friends. Is that what turned it around? What started happening? Well, the whole fiasco happened in like February, March of um, 2016. So over three and a half years ago. And I still had two months, roughly two months left of the, that spring semester. Okay. So that was also a time where I could like find myself. And then like, um, spring break, my dad called me the week before spring break. Like, cause I had all this stuff going on. I was like, just completely like rock bottom, just like with everything mm -hmm. that happened with, with him, yep. my roommate. Yeah. And then my dad's like. Oh yeah, so we're going to Mexico for spring break, and because um, I have friend, he has friends down there, and mm -hmm. we go to Mexico. And mind you, I didn't have any like stylish clothes. Like, I mean, my dad has friends in Mexico that are like, you know, they're affluent. They like to party. And they, <laughs> they can dress. They they have style. Sure, sure. So I had no style whatsoever. Yeah. And so I just felt left out, and I was still like, I still had like no confidence. So I was just like, yeah. And, Obviously, my Spanish wasn't that good, so like trying to communicate, like talk to them or practice my Spanish was uh, a bit of a chore. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so but I had fun. The food there is amazing. The culture is super fun. Where I went in Mexico, um, and then when I got back, um, I finished up my spring semester, and I had another trip planned to Italy with my mom. And mind you, one of my aunts on my dad's side lives in Italy. Okay. Um, so we went to Milan where she lives and I saw some of my long lost cousins there. Then we went to Florence and um, oh my gosh. I visited a few friends that were finishing their study abroad semester there. Um, and then Venice and then Rome. So that was like a really good trip. And uh, another cool thing too about that trip is that my one of my mom's colleagues um, that she was working with um, has a daughter who is my age, mm -hmm. and she was with him and her best friend from high school um, in Florence at the same time. So when my mom and her colleague were, were talking like their new business, they after the the deal was uh, concluded, they had um, spoken, and I guess they figured out that oh we're going to be in Florence at the same time. So we go, mm -hmm. we all meet up in Florence, and we're like you know we're going to really good Italian restaurants. Yeah, more food. Service more food, food right. more gaining weight. <laughs> At then, least it's better than uh, oh, McDonald's yeah. food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Italy was so fun. The food the food will make you fat, but it is worth it. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. Uh, so you're going on all these great trips. Is there, um, are you still like you don't fit in or are you? You know, at that point um, in Italy, I, I really had an epiphany. Like I knew that I wanted to just travel and just eat food. Mm -hmm. And like after hitting just such a low point in college, uh, I just realized that that's what I wanted to do. Mm. And then I had a really good summer after my junior year. Uh, my my buddies, my hometown buddies, like um, I got a job with them at Gillette. Um, oh neat! Like another kind of like a new college job. So I was working like Patriots games on Sundays during the um, during my senior year, and also working. Um, like all summer, those country concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so, and then when I got back senior year, um, the station manager at the college radio at our college radio station that I was working music promotions at, um, I was in the metal 
Uh, I was doing like loud rock promotions, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not surprisingly. Right, um, so he had stepped down, um, the station manager, and we were in need of a station manager. And um, another thing, kind of going back to like my low point in college, was that having a radio show, like I played rock music, um, it really just also helped me escape too. Mm-hmm. It, it really, like, when I had just a bad day of like classes or, or whatever, just. <laughs> I would just like go on air and just play whatever I wanted. I, I would right. not care. And that was still when I was in my metal phase. So I'd play only metal and then people hated it. But at the time, I did not you give a beep. Shit yeah, sure. But, anyways, going back to that, um, they needed a station manager. So they, um, my professor who ran it said, Lucas, do you want to be the station manager? And I said, yes. Awesome. So I realized that things were finally like taking an upward trajectory for once. Mm, Cool. Because when you talk about it, you keep saying that you're like wanting to escape from who you were and that who you were was whoever you came became by becoming overweight and like not confident. Right. And so now you're, it sounds like your trajectory is about to change and like you're starting to become someone that you might actually like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going into your senior year and you're, um, working on this, uh, being a station manager. Uh, so keep going with it. So do you start act, being more active, eating better? Are you getting confidence? When I started getting more, um, this is actually a paid position. So I got some money. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to like buy better food. Mm. Um, and on top of like the part-time job I had on weekends when I worked Patriots games right. at Gillette. Um, so I, I kind of learned to like be more wise with my finances. Um, and really I... You know what I did is I bought ramen packs. And that's like, and people are going to tell or they're going to say that it's the least healthiest thing you can buy. But the taste of it was a lot better than any of the Sodexo food that was offered in the, in the cafeteria. It's, I, I so appreciate your transparency because I think there are a million people out there that would tell you that's the last thing you should start with. But honestly, like if it prevents you from going to the um, cafeteria and gorging on like 50 pieces of pizza or like whatever, it's at least yeah. a step in the right direction. Uh, and ramen packs from what I know are very inexpensive. So. Oh yeah, true. So I was like putting money down while like spending 50 cents per pack. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I was just getting them by the bulk. Right. And, right. Um, I just really just stopped using my meal plan. Like I just stopped and mm-hmm. then just had ramen. And not only that, I was in a single. So I tried cooking more, even though my cooking skills three years ago were extremely mediocre. <laughs> sure, but you have to start somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah, you have to start somewhere. Um, also on top of that, um, at our college, we could use dining dollars towards like, there was this really cool coffee shop. Um, it's actually a chain, it's called Einstein's. And since then, they took it down, unfortunately. It's no longer active on campus. Mm -hmm. But they had really good bagel breakfast sandwiches and coffee. Mm. And my senior year, like, some of my entrepreneurship classes were very early. So I'd wake up early um, and then just go get breakfast there Mm -hmm. and then um, go to class. And as I started spending my dollars more on that instead of just uh, shitty meals, Mm -hmm. I just felt a lot better. And I was saving money, too. Right, right. And I don't know how to explain it, but just when I had just one bagel breakfast sandwich, I just felt full until like one. Right. I didn't even eat at all until when it was lunchtime. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts gets a lot of crap, but I think that a bagel sandwich with like a little bit of protein and um, you know a little bit of carbs, and if you can fit in like a tomato on it or some spinach on it, like it actually can be a pretty good meal for you and decently healthy. So. Um, and I, again, though, even aside from whatever macros are involved in the meal, it's what works for you. And like, you found it, like, it's good that you found something like a breakfast sandwich that can hold you over till one o'clock. Right. And, um, that's awesome. So very cool. Um, did you increase any activity at this time or? We had a gym at college, um, or at, at LaSalle and it was, it was, it was a tiny gym. Like, there was, like, treadmills and some weights, but that was it. Yeah, there, okay. was, there was just one kind of medium-sized room. Mm-hmm. That was the gym. Okay. Um, okay, so you're eating breakfast sandwiches, and so at the beginning of your senior year, you're starting to maybe lose a little bit of late weight, and then you're losing maybe more weight, right? Like, talk about that process. Is it... Are you noticing it? Is Are you getting healthier? You said you're feeling better. Yeah. Um, well, really, the weight loss really started in um, the beginning of my junior year. Um, and that was um, coincidentally the time when I saw a new shrink mm. and he just completely got me off all that medication. Ah, so um, at that point, the um, one month, which was I think December of 2015, mm-hmm. I lost 20 pounds in that month. Oh, wow. It was an extremely rapid weight loss that um, I don't condone personally. Like I don't sure. want people. No, just, thank like, you. Of course. And it was just really, I just didn't feel hung- hungry. Mm. I just stopped eating. I just barely ate, and yeah. I was just losing weight. I wasn't sleeping. I was throwing up a lot, mm. and I was just losing weight so much. And mm. um, then by the end of my junior year, I was at around like two ten. Okay. By the start of senior year, I was 190, and I had many people, um, e- like even girls, were like, "Oh, like you stop eating, like you, like how do you lose so much weight?" Mm-hmm. And I started like getting compliments and, and getting approached more. So I was like, well, "What is this? I'm not used to like I'm kind of used to getting rejected here. What what is this?" <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. Um, so, but I guess that means you gained more weight. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so in, I'm guessing in the lieu, just to paint a good picture in the lieu of taking you off your meds, he did provide other support for you. Right. And he did it in a way that like, you weren't just taken off meds and then like left to, you know? No, I think, um, the confidence really helped me. Um, like a kind of an increase of confidence helped me like manage my emotions and then just getting really busy senior year with everything I had going on. Mm. Um, that also like distracted me from emotional stuff like anxiety and depression. Sure. Um, and that also taught me that always get yourself busy, always try to find hobbies or always try to like find like, you know, new friends or meetups. Like for example, Jill's like Moonlighters Club. Right. Um, just to meet new people. Excuse me, I just coughed. That's <laughs> alright. So yeah, just to just to meet new people in the area and and really just try to not have any free time. Bottom line. Yeah, or um, I think boredom. I fall in the boredom oh, trap yeah. of eating, you know. Yeah. But it's so true. Like when I'm um, <coughs> when I'm occupied in something that I am truly like excited about, I don't think about eating. And then if I'm like sitting at my desk and like I don't have a good project to work on, I'm just kind of bored. I'm like, ooh, what snacks do I have? You know and 
I try to keep that in mind too a lot um, about the activities that really like spur me because I think a lot of times food is like a compensation for things, right? Like you kind of mm. talk about it's like you want to escape, so you get this like hot, not a high from eating food, but it you're like almost it almost is like a high, right? And it's you're escaping the pain of something, and so it's either like the pain of boredom or the pain of like you know um, just not being what you need to be, I guess, or something like that, but. Um, anyway, I think food can be considered an escape. And so I try to think about what are other things that I can use that are a more healthy thing. And I am not also saying that going for ice cream after a bad day is like the worst thing in the world. Like it's okay in moderation, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? Like I'm not trying to say that you can't do that either. So don't spin my words. <laughs> like, I have a question. I'm sure you still go like, I don't know what your, you know, soft spot is. But like for me, it can be, it's usually chocolate. Oh, right? cheat days or... See, cheat days are something you have to work for, but when you work for them and you succeed, they're worth it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think um, I think some people do really well with the cheat day thing, and some people don't do really well with the cheat day thing. It can be very psychological if you're dipping yourself, and then all of a sudden you have a cheat day and you, like, overdo it. Um, again, I, you know, I really like this podcast because it just talks about a different methods. Maybe cheat day doesn't work for everyone. Uh, but maybe it does work for people, and if that's what you use, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's just a fascinating concept, using food, or using anything. Like, all we want to do is be happy all the time. And sitting in discomfort and, you know, whatever that discomfort is, is just not what we as human beings want to do. So, uh, we'll find whatever way we can to get out of it, <laughs> you know. Um, awesome. So, I think we're brought up to... You said like probably 190 pounds. Was there anything else you were doing after that to get you the rest of the way? Were you even trying to get the rest? Like, do you have a goal where you're working towards? I, I mean, I was definitely trying in like senior year, but um, then again, I, I was still like, we were going out more because a lot of people in my year were turning 21 or were already 21. Oh, sure, so yeah. So there was like all these senior like bar nights where we'd go to like, uh, there was one night I went to City Side and, and Brookline, oh, yeah. uh, and Cleveland mm-hmm. Circle. Um, Popular friend, yeah. pre-BC football game. Oh, like, oh yeah. <laughs> My, um, a good friend of mine from college who, um, I think she's down in LA right now, uh, she, um, for her 22nd birthday, um, she invited me and a couple other people um, to Howl at the Moon, mm. and I had... I got super blacked out there. Oh like, no. This was like during a week where I had so much going on and I had a lot of stress and mm-hmm. I really overdid it mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. And I paid the price by um, waking up the next morning with the worst hangover. And yeah, since then yeah. I've never blacked out like that ever again. Yeah. But it was- Good for you. <laughs> Some people don't learn their lesson. They say they're never gonna do oh, it again and that. then they do I it. I see that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's challenging. Senior year in high school, navigating that, or senior year in college, navigating 21-year-old's birthdays, like, alcohol is a calorie killer. Like, it's so much, there's so much, um, so many calories in alcohol, so it's really difficult. Um, But, so I'm assuming you got through that. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Good, good. And then, um, so are you, so did you lose weight after that, or? You mean after I finished college? Yeah. Because um, we last yeah. last we talked, you were around one ninety, and you said yeah, you're at like one eighty so now. When I finished so. college, um, I think I was down a bit over one eighty, and then I got the job 
that literally makes you lose weight. And it's actually the job is the worst job I've had ever. For, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's My okay. first job out of college. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that getting a job was going to be very easy out of college. And I thought that I wouldn't really need that much career support. Like, yeah, I'll get a job. Like, it's, it's college. I have a degree. Like, I'll get any job. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to work in radio. Um, like, I was applying to, like, a bunch of radio stations that my mm -hmm. professor was, like, helping me refer to. And then there was one place I was um, interviewing at. It was for, a, uh, I think it was the, the what was it, iHeartRadio. They owned yeah. a few kind of local stations, and I was interviewing for an account manager position there. And, of course, I didn't get the job. I even had, like, the full, like, suit, tie, everything, just, like, trying just to look my best, talk sure, my best. Sure. And I didn't get it. Mm. But at the same time, um, when I got rejected, I was, like, Oh, that's because maybe I didn't have enough sales experience. So I was looking at this other company that was for like a sales and marketing position. Turns out it was one of those, um, <clears throat> excuse me, multi-level door-to-door pyramid schemes by mm. the name of Sitcor. Mm. And they basically operate on like kind of offices that like on and off, like change your names, move location. It's a very shady mm. practice that they have. Like I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I was in for it four months and they just have all this like kind of this cult-like mentality. It feels like you're in like a fraternity or a sorority. Got it. And you're basically selling Verizon files and wireless door to door. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to get people who have Comcast to switch, to, switch to Verizon. Mm -hmm. And um, this was at a time when Fios was being introduced into Boston. Mm -hmm. So I went a lot into like Roxbury, Hyde Park, Dorchester, mm -hmm. and a lot of people bought it. Like I made a lot, but, um, my manager, who has since like left that office and like reopened another shady scam office, <laughs> Auburn, um, he um, he took like most he withheld most of my commission, so he wouldn't mm. pay me. So I actually left uh, after that, like I bet. all of that. So I was without a job for a few months until I started working at my gym, and before that, um, I left that like scam job in December two thousand seventeen. What really like con contributed to my continued weight loss was um, that my family decided to buy me an annual gym membership. Ah. So instead of um, when I was like looking for a job come the new year of 2018, I was just going to the gym religiously because mm. I just had a lot of anger and sure. emotions that I had built up during that time in that really toxic environment. Yeah. And. It really just helped me. It became like almost like a healthy alcoholism. <laughs> like yeah. you're, I, I was addicted to it. Like right. I couldn't not go yeah. five days a week. Right. Um, and it, and plus I was also like losing weight, burning fat. Sure. And then as I just came in more and more, and since my like like since I was getting nowhere and like searching for sales jobs, I decided just to ask the guy at the front desk, like, listen, do you have any like sales or or marketing position for you that's awesome like, and then he rocked out manager so i i talked to like the manager there and like we were, we were like pretty cool so i he's like oh can you come in tomorrow for an interview i'm like yeah like i'll get my resume like yeah yeah, yeah. so get dressed up i bring my resume and it was the easiest interview i've ever had <laughs> nice. easiest and I got the job and I just started putting hours and also like when I wasn't working just continued just going to the gym and then I made friends with the personal trainers there and then sure, I really sure. started asking for more fitness advice like 
how do I lose more weight or how do I build muscle? Yeah. Because I had lost, at that point, I'd lost too much weight. I was at 160, which mm. was like my lowest again. Yeah, that's low. But Especially I was skinny. Someone as tall as yeah. you are. 5'11, I was skinny. And yeah. I'm like, I need to put bulk on. I need to put muscle on. Sure. I want to sure. gain weight again. Yeah. So I got more fitness advice and started like drinking like protein shakes, eating yeah. more lean protein, chicken, egg white omelets. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. Uh, and so, um, do you see maybe, uh, more fitness stuff, like more fitness career in your future? Have you ever thought about being a personal trainer or anything? Um, not really. I mean, obviously I didn't go to school for it to be yeah. in athletic training or, or physical therapy. Um, I definitely view it as a hobby, which not a lot of people do, but I view it as a personal hobby. Mm. Uh, just something I enjoy when I'm stressed out, if I have too much work going on. Yeah. Um, and also to, to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Sure. I, yeah, I feel that way too. Um, I really like to use it as something that I can escape to, I think. Like going for, for me, going for a long run is like a mm. really great therapeutic way to get stress out or anything like that. I just go, don't think about anything, you know, tune out. Um, and most recently I've gotten into weightlifting a little bit more. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. It's, it's definitely taken a little bit longer to take up, but uh, I don't know why. But I'm assuming you do a little of both, or? I try to do mostly weights. Yeah. Um, I do some cardio. Um, like I'll run with the incline at like four or five. Yeah. Or I'll swim, because uh, the gym I work at has a pool. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you like where you're at now? Do you have any thoughts about, you know, getting moving forward? Uh, um, any goals? Do you like how much your muscle? You, I mean, you look great. So, <laughs> um, I could be a bit more bulky. Um, mm-hmm. my goal probably next year is to go up to one eighty. Okay, bulk. got it. Um, right now, like I said, I'm almost to one seventy. Okay, cool, awesome. Um, so is there anything else that you like would have? you wish you would have known at the beginning of your journey that you haven't yet said? Like, is there any advice or anything you would have loved to, like, your, you know, two or three year ago self to have known from the beginning? That's a really good question. Um, I think one big, if I could go back in time and talk to my past fat self with long <laughs> hair wearing pant t-shirts, sure. um, i tell, i tell him, you know what, um, and then part of my French here, but haters, like, mm-hmm. people will try to bring you down, people will want to see you fail, people will just try to make you give up, mm-hmm. but just keep going, and when you prove them wrong, as I did, and saw different results, different, um, reactions, um, sure. it'll, it'll be worth it, you'll prove them wrong, and you'll win. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful, very true. Um, do you still have people in your life that are, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be working out so much, or do you have anybody that says that to you? Um, my mom. Yeah? Uh, my mom is um, literally a worry freak, and I, I love her, and <laughs> she just needs to sometimes tone it down a bit. Yeah, of course, of course. That's awesome. Um, let's see, do I have any other questions? Is there anything else that you haven't said yet that you think would be important for people to know? Oh, man, um... Um, I would just say that, um, for those who are out there trying to make excuses not to work out, I mean, yeah, that's great. But when you keep complaining that, 
you know, oh, I'm, I'm overweight or, oh, I need to lose, like, like weight. And, and my dad is one of those people, too. Um, just stop making excuses for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get anywhere if you just keep making excuses mm-hmm. and if you just keep complaining because at the end of the day, you're just putting yourself in this cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did when um, five years ago. Right. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to leave on. Um, yeah, I know exactly that cycle. I think a lot of people that are overweight know that cycle and they beat themselves up and it just gets worse and worse and it doesn't change until you change, right? Like it doesn't yeah. change until you make motion in the positive exactly. direction. Exactly. So. And I just feel like I can truly empathize with them because I was in that boat, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go easy on them or feel sympathetic. I'm mm-hmm. going to encourage them, well, if you're complaining that you're too fat, how about you get like a $20 gym membership somewhere so that you can start working out or if maybe you do have a bit more money you want to throw down, how about you see a personal trainer right. discuss nutrition or dieting tips or right. even see nutritionists. Right. Yeah. Don't complain just to complain. No, yeah. Totally. I mean, that's easier said than done. Like there are times where I can complain sometimes, but I, it's easy to vent to your parents. Like I call my mom to complain. And I try not to because my mom is just has a lot going on right now. Sure, family sure. wise, but. My dad, I'll just like call my dad and just tell him everything that's wrong. Yeah. And my dad like can't even like get mad at me anymore. Cause if I like complained to him when I was younger, he'd like get mad at me, he disciplined me, but <laughs> he's, he's not in a position where to do that because he knows that like I'm you know, getting my shit together, that I have goals, sure. and he can't really like like reprimand me for that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a good advice too, is finding someone that you can talk to and vent to because it's hard sometimes. It's not always easy. It's not it's definitely not no. easy. And so finding that those people that you can like, no. vent to is really good. Yeah. We're all humans, so yeah. none of us are perfect and I'm nowhere yeah. near perfect. Amen. That's so true. Awesome. All right. Well thank you so much, Lucas, for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. It was great learning more about you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on the show, Sarah. You're welcome. Hey podcast listeners, me again with the wrap up. I wanted to touch base on a couple things that I think Lucas really brought value to you guys. Uh, One is overcoming. I think he did an awesome job of coming from a really low place and recovering and building that self-confidence. Two, finding out something that really worked for him. I think ramen noodles is probably the last thing any dietitian or any personal trainer or whoever would like suggest trying, but it worked for him and that's what matters the most so i think that's really important to do for you in your life is really be that you know self-aware person that can say hey this is going to work or this isn't going to work or it will at least get me started and the other one is that he didn't give up on the professional help he was seeking he actually uh you know tried a different psychiatrist or got a new psychiatrist i don't think he went over exactly the circumstance of how that happened but you're not going to run into like the best, most amazing uh, professional every single time you try something. So if you have a personal trainer that you're not a huge fan of, it doesn't mean all personal trainers suck. It just means that the one that you're working with isn't jiving with you and you should try a different one. Uh, and that goes with anything. Um, it, it, it was great that he gave it another chance and he's working on uh, still improving himself in that area and working through a, a bunch of stuff. And I'm really proud of him for that. So I think that was a really powerful story and I hope you guys got a lot out of it. 
Um, so for next week, I am not quite sure who it's going to be yet. It's either going to be uh, my interview or I have another one I'm interviewing this week. So, you know, maybe I will delay mine one more week. But uh, I want to leave you with that challenge again. You know, what is that one habit that you have dropped or you, you know, tried and then dropped because of your schedule or for whatever reason? Um, have you been trying it again? Did you try it for the last week? Are you thinking about trying it again for this week? I know for me it's reading. I used to be like a voracious reader, read a lot, and kind of fallen off the bandwagon with that, but I know it helps me a lot emotionally and uh, personal developmentally. So I, I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> but uh, I am trying to get real hard to get back on track on reading. I know how good it is for me. So um, I encourage you guys to do something the same, something similar, and uh, we'll touch base again next week. And as usual, if you know anybody that would like to be on the podcast, please, please have them write in to WLMWpodcast at gmail.com. That is WLMWpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.